And we're back with another episode of Food in the Hood. That's right. Your yeah. quintessential opening uh, yes. is back. <laughs> and it's been sad close to 40 times because yeah. this is our 40th episode. Oh my God, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah. We've been producing a lot of these contents. That's crazy. Props mm-hmm. to Ben for editing every single one of these episodes. He has had to listen to them <laughs> over and over again. So, no, well, I kudos mean, to thanks him. for being a great podcast partner. It's yeah, for sure. Quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, all these episodes, I think one of the most popular episodes that we have had that people have come up to us and, you know, told us, oh, they really liked it or, you know, based on the number of plays that episode has is our little series on grad school application, right? Yes, actually, um, I think the most listened episode of ours is the uh, grad school CV episode. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was recorded, let's say, maybe two years ago, close yeah. to two years ago. And I think that's when yeah. we were either still in grad school or freshly graduated. Oh, so... I'm sorry. It's it's more than two years old. Oh, really? Okay. Well, then we yeah. were definitely still students back then. Um, yeah. So it's been a kind of crazy ride, right, since graduating um, you know, we have both found employment and then Ben is now back in grad school again. So um, this week, what we kind of want to talk about is, you know, it's been a while since we were both in our master's program. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about, you know, very valuable skills we've gained in that time period. So now we kind of want to do a reflection looking back period of, oh, what we missed about grad school, what has helped the most, Um what are some things that maybe we wish people knew about grad school that we wish ourselves had, uh, you know, we had known? Um, kind of just talk about it in retrospect, right? But before mm-hmm. we jump in, maybe we can give the listeners a little bit of background on where we are right now, um, what's going on. Sure, yeah. So uh, we're specifically talking about the master's program that we both did in food science. So Amanda and I went to different programs after we graduated from University of Minnesota with our um, bachelors. So we were the same year grad from the the U of M. Um, And well, I kind of talk about this in the backwards order. But um, (laughs) anyway, so uh, uh, I went to uh, Kansas State University for a uh, food science program in master's, Uh, did it for two years and then worked for a company called Gastrograph AI in New York for uh, about a year. And then I decided to uh, go back to grad school. So in a PhD program uh, in the Netherlands. So that has been my timeline. Mm -hmm. And I think people will probably have questions as well about, oh, why did did Ben go work in the industry and then went back to grad school, right? So maybe we can Mm -hmm. touch on that a little bit. Um, But for myself, I also, um, like Ben said, after my bachelor's at the University of Minnesota, I went to Ohio State University to get my master's in food science. Um, So graduated towards the end of 2019 and then um, started a new job early 2020. And then I've been working for over one year now, um, a little over a year now. So 
Um, I think there's definitely a lot of things that we've learned in grad school that we constantly apply today. So uh, will definitely be interesting uh, to kind of dig dig deeper in that sense. Yeah. And you want to tell people where you're working right now? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm、uh, working at PepsiCo right now. So it's a consumer packaged goods company.、Um, we make everything from Gatorade to Frito Lay chips to、uh, Quaker Oats breakfast, <laughs>、mm-hmm. breakfast oats,、um, everything in between. So yeah.、Uh, so I think first we 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 have to you know say it out loud is. Probably like grad school wasn't a waste of time for either of oh, us. Oh yeah, absolutely not. I think it was、uh-huh. such a valuable experience, right? <laughs> okay, yeah.、Uh, so so that kind of sets up our tone, but we do have、uh, some other reflection points. Yeah.、Uh, first, maybe let's talk about what we missed about grad school, or、uh, and what are some other stuff that I would that we don't miss. Hmm.、Uh, I I think we're specifically talking about the. Uh, the two-year master's program that we、right. were in, yeah, right. It's it's you know two years is very different from doing a six-year PhD program, right? Right.、Um, so I think you know for me one of the one of my favorite things was just. Food science is a very multidisciplinary field, right? So we had people who were experts in microbiology, people who were experts、mm-hmm. in dairy processing,、uh, people who were experts in spectroscopy and everything in between. So I think one of my favorite things was being surrounded by extremely knowledgeable and passionate people. Um, who are doing you know what they love to do, be it professors or postdocs or PhDs or even at their master students.、Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked, you know, talking to people about their projects, bouncing ideas off of them,、um, and you know, going to different seminars that were being held at our department every week. I think it was just a very intellectually stimulating、um, environment and kind of. You know, it's okay to fail, and because you don't, you're you're just doing a master's program, right? You're expected to fail,、um, mm-hmm. and just being in a very stimulating environment where I think,、um, you know, I had professors who really cared about our growth as budding researchers.、Um, so it was just a really nice environment. I think that's、nice. the top one for me. Yeah, and you compare to workplaces, you do have、uh, specialists from all over. Um, different fields come、mm-hmm. work in the in the same company or in the same group sometimes,、um, mm-hmm. but I feel there are less, like you said, intellectual stimulations from or more of the free thoughts,、uh, oh, yeah. free type of vibe, yeah,、uh, as opposed to less laser focus on one project,、mm-hmm. um, which, which are also like it can also bring a lot of intellectual joy. But、yeah. I feel the the different uh the 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 different type of um the vibe from a grad school type of setting versus work it's just so different. Hmm. Hmm. And、agree. especially when you are a, a master's, you're kind of like the the juniors in the like the most junior group that would show up in a regular department meeting or、mm-hmm. some other occasions. So、That's、you're、right. always being、uh, taken care of, as you mentioned already. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like a little family, right, in some sense. Uh-huh. Whereas I think in the corporate culture is sort of, you know, I don't want to say every everyone's there for their paycheck, but to some extent mm-hmm. that's true. And, and people have a lot of deliverables that they need to hit in a corporate workplace where they might not have time to just kind of sit around with you and toss around ideas, right? Um, Absolutely. It, it's, right. it's very different, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, and yeah. I think that's also perhaps one of the drawbacks of grad school as well compared to working is sometimes there's no clear objectives or deliverables or metric in a very with a very strong timeline. So it's hard to mm-hmm. see the end of grad school compared to with work. Maybe you have a milestone you need to hit, you need to hit for a project every two months. Um, right. So you don't have um, this is kind of how I felt um before I, well, after I graduated with my master's and started to work uh, for mm-hmm. a startup, right? So back then we had very specific objectives and deliverables um, for uh, while I was working, mm-hmm. uh, but I did not feel that when I was in uh, my master's program because right. everything was kind of in the long term. You are probably spending six months to a year working on one project. Mm-hmm. And many things have happened. The timeline is more or less under your control, mm-hmm. um, and you're not really responsible for many of the other stuff. That's um, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's it feels like everything shifts around all the time in grad school, right? So it's kind of yeah. like a moving target sometimes. <laughs> totally, um, totally. Yeah, you're doing research. So so and it, these are more. Um, in food science, it's applied research, but a lot of it is still curiosity-driven research, mm-hmm. right? So, so you're 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 not limited to just single objective. Yeah, totally. What about um, sort of the type of people? And you know, like this this is a huge generalization, but I feel like it's worth talking about. What about sort of the social aspect of being in grad school versus? Um, once you start working and you know you were at a startup mm-hmm. then so that might look a little different than working for uh, like a fortune 500 company but kind of curious right. to hear your thoughts i mean in grad school i definitely miss um, many of my grad school friends um, because back then i feel uh, in the um, which i'm still struggling to find the same type of experience here at wahningen because mm-hmm. i started over the quarantine Right. Mm-hmm. So um, like pre-COVID time, you know, if you don't know, grad school uh, and like graduate students drink together and <laughs> hang out together way more often than Ben, probably. I think you just miss drinking <laughs> with people. <laughs> I, I, I don't as much uh, unless, yeah. you know, we, we have some stuff to talk about. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right. Um, but but that that vibe of being around with people your age, um, mm-hmm. talking about similar research subjects or you know life problems that we all face, yeah. Um, back then, that was um, quite of an interesting experience um, just mm-hmm. by itself, and a lot of valuable friendships were formed back then, and they still totally. carried over. Uh, I still talk to many of my um, uh, people uh, who I went to master's degree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think I made some lifelong friends from grad school as well, because since you are all in the same field, you already have something in common. And you know it's very easy to keep in touch with them because you have uh-huh. that commonality, right? Um, and I think 
it in some sense it feels kind of like boot camp because i think mm-hmm. for a lot of people they come to grad school sometimes after working but a lot of times straight out of undergrad right so you're all you know getting your first paycheck or i guess big paycheck for the first time mm-hmm. um and then going through similar things like oh having your research plan not work out um you know encounter encountering uh, failures in your research work or just kind of common things that happen in grad school. There's a lot of other people your age who's experiencing the same things. Um, mm. So it's 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 very easy to bond over that, right? Yeah. Um, but I would say like on the flip side, um, after you started work, you actually find out that, okay, there are other age groups that are also cool. <laughs> and you had more of a chance to hang out with them once you're working, right. uh, because you know you, you're you're going to the real world, seeing more colleagues from all age yeah. groups. You you can interact. Uh, you you norm like especially for a food science program, you're you're limited in uh, a lot of times in college towns and more smaller cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're getting a job in a bigger city and moving into a new place, and you start to make friends based on your hobbies and other uh, you know, groups uh, and, and organizations really You're exposed you... to a much wider group of people, right? Across yeah. not just interests, but also all ages. Yeah, and, and I feel like another thing about grad school in general is just that it's temporary, right? You always have that opportunity to, to, to move on to something mm-hmm. else later that's once right. you graduate. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's why I don't consider that's a loss necessarily for the social interactions back in those two years mm-hmm. um, that you just had no chance to talk to uh, people who are more experienced and older. Um, but it was just more of a, of kind of a step towards that almost. Right, like a stepping uh, stone. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then also something about grad school that I don't miss is the the amount we get paid. <laughs> Obviously, this will differ from school yeah. to school, program to program, country to country. But I right. think generally we can all agree that grad students are quite underpaid. <laughs> yes, so, yes, I yeah. totally agree. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, we have talked a lot about how much we like grad school and what we learn, but... If we were to really pinpoint what is most valuable or what from grad school you've learned that has helped you the most in your follow-up, you know, future career, et cetera, kind of what mm-hmm. what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I feel one of the things I, um, I still refer back to is how my interaction with my, uh, my thesis professor, uh, so what uh, was really uh, a good prep for me to uh, basically interact with all my future advisors, you know, mm-hmm. my, 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 my current and my past advisors after grad school uh, were all kind of um, kind of in a similar role, like, like more like my daily, uh, my, my daily supervisors, these type of roles, um, like the way that I interact with them, uh, a lot of it was carried over from my um, previous experience while I was interacting with my master's advisor. And right. just, just the overall experience of having a boss is kind of a good thing to have, and especially it's more of an everyday thing. 
mm-hmm. um, rather than maybe some other part-time job that you you would have someone to look over you for like two or three days a week. Um, right. But this is like when you're doing a master's, especially a thesis-based master's, you really have a project uh, who uh, you are responsible to a, a major professor. Uh, that makes you feel that there is a lot of um, expectations mm-hmm. uh, from from the person, right? So you have to manage that, and also just overall experience and having like a full time boss. Totally. It, yeah, it's something that helps a yeah. lot. Because if you mm-hmm. think about it, you know, for the small minority of us who go on to start our own startups, this might not apply. But I think for the majority of us, we're gonna spend quite. A huge chunk of our career reporting into someone else, to a direct manager. So learning how to mm-hmm. manage that relationship, different communication styles, um, what they expect from you, what you can deliver, what you cannot deliver within that time frame, kind of all yeah. of that are very critical, essential skills. Because my dad used to tell me <laughs> when mm-hmm. I was picking, you know, career like options when I had yeah. offers to pick, etc. He would say. Don't think about just the projects you're working on, but think about who you're going to be reporting into because that's that's very important too. Right, right, right. right. That can determine that also, your career. Absolutely, and I feel grad school a lot of times is is about managing up, right? Cause, yeah. Because oftentimes the professor is much busier than 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 the grad student. Uh, same same thing true for you know directors probably always busier than a manager um Mm -hmm. in a in a company um but i feel like just to get a little bit experience on how to manage up um and that helped a lot uh, and prepared me at least uh, when i got into the work uh, the the workplace and i don't know if you if you have similar uh, experiences of how you know, and also like it's a safer place to practice these type of uh, managing up skills because you don't you're still a student and everything yeah. So is people still... don't have too many expectations of you to right. get things right, right? Not just mm-hmm. in terms of how you manage up or you know just 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 about everything. You have that room to make mistakes. Um, yep. But I think you brought up a good point of you know, your manager will always sort of be busier than you in some sense. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage up? And I think that's one thing that, you know, is really important that I learned in grad school is um, that sense of agency and ownership over your own project is so important. So <laughs> your, man- yeah. your your advisors, you know, maybe you will have that kind of advisor, but a lot of advisors won't come, come and hunt you down to make sure you're doing what you need to do every month to progress the graduation, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of it is dependent on your own self-discipline and self-planning and your advisor might be so busy that you need to purposely try to find them or carve right. them, carve time out in their calendar, go with an agenda in place so that you mm-hmm. can actually get their attention. So yeah, sort of, and that's difficult. Right? It is difficult, but uh-huh. it's also reflective of the real world, right? Once you mm-hmm. start working. So... Um, I think, you know, when we do projects in undergrad or, you know, experiments or whatnot, a lot of times those things are just sort of given to us. Yeah, they're like homeworks. They're like homework, right? But Uh when it comes to your own research project, oftentimes you're the only one doing that same thing. So you have to really 
you know, there's no right or wrong answer. Oh, there are some, you know, some ways are more right than others, but you really mm-hmm. have to learn how to carve out your own path, um, your, your, your path of a tech for this project, right? It's mm-hmm. not something that is just given to you. So I think developing that sense of, okay, this is my project and I am going to do what's in my control to make it work. I think mm-hmm. that's a really useful skill to have and it, it transfer over to other parts of my life as well. Yeah, absolutely. And also just overall project managing skills, right? Because mm-hmm. you were given a, a, a research project that was, uh, as we talk about on a longer timeline, a, a loser structure. Um, but but it, at, at the same time, these uh, like almost like non-target or, or you know semi-targeted projects are the harder ones to, to to carve out and to flush to something concrete right so that requires you to prepare to um, um to to plan forward and uh i think you mentioned in the past about how uh you know when we were talking about our lab work stuff mm-hmm. like you really yeah. have to uh, prepare everything uh in, in advance to have, uh, you know, pet pet tips ready and to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you want to tell your experience of how you make yeah. everything work in the lab? Yeah, well, pro tips for uh, people who are working in the lab right now, right? I always uh-huh. like to set everything up ahead of time, get all my pipette tips into the boxes because we buy the, you know, the bulk ones that are cheaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to put them individually into the pipette boxes. Make sure you have everything you need laid out in front of you so you're not running around the lab when something time sensitive mm-hmm. is happening, right? I think there's a French word for it, mise en place, if I'm not saying it right. It's the mm-hmm. same thing when you're working in the kitchen, get everything prepped. So I think, you know, this transfers well even to project planning. You know, when when I have a new project that comes up, I have sort of a systematic way for approaching it. You know, what's the mm-hmm. problem? Uh, what's the problem here? What am I trying to solve? What resources do I need? Uh, I need to get those resources early on because some might take longer to arrive. So just learning to plan right. ahead, all mm-hmm. of those are um, critical skills. I think that um, I started learning more in grad school. Yeah. So grad school is useful in that yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So um, I guess there are a lot of misunderstandings about grad schools. Uh, there were people who uh, are critical about grad school and there are others are still doubting about whether they should go to grad school. Uh, so the next question that we reflected is um, kind of the Alan Alda style mm-hmm. of, a, of a question, right? It's, yes. uh, uh, it, uh, the, the original version was, uh, what do you really wish to understood? Uh, in general as a person uh, mm-hmm. but we had to tweak on this uh, to say that what do you really understood what do you really wish other people understood about grad school mm-hmm. um, so uh, I can kick it off maybe yeah go ahead to say that um, let's say many people with grad degrees are more there are more people with grad degrees that are generalists than specialists uh, this might sound, uh, you know, counterintuitive, right? Because you're going into a very specific area uh, with your graduate study. Um, but I think 
on the other hand, like what we have talked about about project managing, about managing、uh, relationships, managing、um, you know supervisors,、mm-hmm. these are all transferable skills that would benefit a person in the long shot, right? So you have、uh, a lot of these generalists who、uh, understands many things about a company or about a specific field. Um, and they could have a grad degree, and a lot of grad programs are less targeted、um, than、uh, uh, than than what it may sound like, right? So right. in food science, like, let's say a PhD in food chemistry, doesn't mean that they don't do、uh, you know some engineering work or some other regulation、um, work, right?、Mm-hmm. So they they understand regulation so that they might be working on some specific. Uh, characterizations of certain compounds in 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 food, so、mm-hmm. that to to have a better purpose of the to basically equip、uh, themselves with better purpose for the research, right?、Yeah. So companies might hire more of these、um, more of these people with advanced degrees, not because they know the subjects the best, but at the same time appreciating their learning abilities. Uh, their uh, general understandings of the entire field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. In a, in that same vein, you know,、um, a lot of times I have people who come up to me when they're considering grad school, and you know, they say, "Amanda, I don't know. Like, this lab looks great. They do stuff about lipid oxidation, but that look that lab looks great too. It's it's about enthocyanins. I am so distraught.、Yeah. What should I pick?" Right. Um, and so that's the, you know when we go back to the question of what I wish other people understood about grad school, at the master's level at least, and especially for food science, I think you're not necessarily there to learn everything there is to learn about subject X, right?、Mm-hmm. It's more to learn about, you know, also other skills、um, that that you mentioned, Ben,、uh, managing up,、um, developing research plans. All of that type of skills, or or being able to learn something really fast, and you know,、mm-hmm. um, being very flexible cognitively, those are all skills that I think companies are looking for when they hire people. So a lot of times you would see that you know when when a company like PepsiCo hires a PhD student, they might hire a PhD student who work on enzyme technology. Uh, mm-hmm. For their dissertation, but what they end up working on once they're actually hired could be completely different because、yeah. we're hiring. I mean, I don't want to say on behalf of PepsiCo, but I think a lot of、mm-hmm. companies are hiring for potential for your ability that you have demonstrated that you can undertake big projects that you're, pers-、uh, you know, you have perseverance,、um, all of those other things, right? As well,、mm-hmm. and like like you said, just because someone is great at Uh, I don't know. Very, very well versed in lipid oxidation. It doesn't mean that they don't have all the other surrounding、um, subject matter knowledge as well. That is、yeah. important, right?、Mm-hmm. So, so this is this really is. It, it, I think is a. It's just a misunderstanding of uh, of many uh, even people who are working on their grad degree. Is that they are laser focused on one subject and they wish to find a job. That's strictly related to that subject. It may not be the best way moving forward, and it closes more doors、um, than opens any new ones.、Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, there are many people that were、uh, that succeeded from that route, 
but as we are seeing more from the overall food industry, that um, essentially every food scientist should be a generalist. So regardless what, which degree you have, what background you're coming from, uh, that's almost going to become a must um, as we progress further in this more uh, sustainability cautious uh, world that we're living in and the different uh, type of food systems that people are trying to set up moving forward. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have to be flexible and adapt, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think we've talked so much about all the great aspects of grad school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always like to maybe play devil's advocate <laughs> a little bit and talk about, you know, the maybe some of the downsides of grad school or the flip side of grad school, right? Uh -huh. So um, what would it take for you to quit grad school if you were if you were in a program right mm -hmm. um what would it take for you to to leave a grad school program because that is something that we do see in the grad mm -hmm. school community we do see people who don't complete their phds or masters and they drop out or yeah. switch fields so for you at least what what would that look like what would it take yeah i i, I mean i have a few but i feel like maybe the more well, I guess there were two type of common, two types of common reason. Uh, first is you've really found something that you absolutely think you are passionate about. Like you, you would quit anything. You need majority of your day to work on something. Um, that applies to undergrad, applies to grad degrees, applies to PhDs, whatever level uh, that you are going to start your own thing. Like mm -hmm. I feel that's completely respective. Uh, respectful to to quit grad school to mo to move on to something that you love more mm -hmm. um, and oftentimes you already are pretty much in love with your subject to go into a grad school especially for a PhD degree so um, that uh, like moving on from dropping out from a grad program to work on something that you love the most uh, would be I think a valid reason to quit grad school mm -hmm. yeah um, and so so that's that's more of like the positive type mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. so you found something better to do right. um and i feel like the other type are more uh you know advisory issues type of things right so um uh, there are sometimes um you, you know uh, poorly managed or poorly established relationships between the mentors and mentees in a in a grad program so that may result in, let's say, unreasonable workloads. You're basically in the lab for, uh, you know, 12, hour, 12 hours a day, uh, six days a week, these mm -hmm. type of unreasonable schedules. Um, and that was kind of forced or required by your advisor. Um, yeah. That might be something that you, you should think of, like whether or not that's a good choice for you to continue. Right. If it's still worth uh -huh. it. Or there are other paths like transferring to a different lab, different school. Mm -hmm. or, and I think that's something that is maybe we haven't really touched on is a lot of times in grad school, there might be it might be a sort of pressure cooker type of environment, depending on your lab culture, your advisor or even your department culture. 
mm-hmm. that it can it can be a breeding ground for um, mental health conditions, right? Depression yeah. and anxiety rates are fairly high in grad school, and I think it's been shown to be higher in some fields like biological sciences um, mm-hmm. versus like an anthropology major, just because of the sheer amount of lab time you need to put in. Um, so I think right. those are definitely you know valid reasons to take a break if you have mm-hmm. to before you come back again or if you just feel like it's not worth it anymore for your career goals or your life goals I think those are completely valid um, reasons to quit um, mm-hmm. absolutely and, and I would say the grad school experience is so dependent also um, on your lab and your advisor that everyone's experience is going to be quite different that's true, uh, and that's almost like, I mean, I I describe grad school as a apprenticeship a lot. All right, so you gotta find the right master, um, to be the, um, uh, the, the 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 good apprentice or or the the fitting apprentice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, that definitely has a lot of hit and miss, and uh, I think Amanda and I both are on the lucky side. Uh, to be to be on the right side of the tail uh, of the large distribution of how yeah, grad school we experience went labs and advisors that we were very happy with that fit uh-huh. our personal style as well for mm-hmm. how we prefer to work right yeah yeah mm-hmm. and moving on to probably our last question that we want to ask ourselves um, which is uh, who would you not recommend to go to grad school Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're scientists. We always <laughs> like to present both sides of an issue. So yeah. not to be a Debbie Downer or anything, but I think as great as grad school might be, it might not be right for everyone and it might not be right mm-hmm. for people at that certain life stage of their life right now. Um, yep. I, I think, you know, you know, you can make it work definitely if you really want to go into it. But I think there are some things that maybe, you know, may, might make grad school really difficult for people or maybe not a good fit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to start us off, Ben? What do you think? Yeah, so I feel like if you are driven by immediate accomplishments, um, it may not be the best place for you in grad school because a lot of things in grad school uh, is not, a fixed scope um, you have a lot of time to mingle and to to try different things before you're set on a project um, but if you're really a, uh, if you're really driven by achieving individual tasks and to move forward based on based on one task after another Perhaps grad school may not be the best place for you to practice that. I don't know right. if that makes sense. Kind of if you're yeah. looking for hits of instant gratification from like checking check boxes, one, two, three, four, five, bang, 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 bang. It might be hard to get that all the time in grad school mm-hmm. in a sense of I think the projects can be long and tedious at times and things can change in, in the nature of its scope. Um but, you know, what I do notice that is I feel like I am kind of that type of person. But I think grad school has definitely forced me to be patient and, <laughs> you know, wait to work things out or 
um, not get discouraged if you know something doesn't work out the first time and mm-hmm. kind of keep going at it you know trying to find that scientific curiosity to understand why something mm-hmm. is not happening and then to try a different way um yeah i think a lot of people who apply to grad school are maybe high achievers in undergrad or throughout their whole academic career so people who are used to getting everything right on the first try yeah um but grad school is maybe the opposite of that at least in science right, right? <laughs> many many uh you know uh I wouldn't say that they're failures, but but the more unfortunate stories happen to people who wanted to success the first time that they try. Are you talking uh, about a personal anecdote of what has happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like many yeah. of oh, okay. many of what I've uh, observed, or uh, like people who are struggling in grad school, were those who may actually have very good grades from uh from from undergrad. Uh, they might be thinking, you know, it's the same in in undergrad, in grad school versus undergrad. All they have to do is to get good grades, uh, to uh, study a subject, uh, ace a test, um, get good grades, and move on. Um, but uh, that that's true for some type of uh, grad programs that are course based, uh, but for thesis based or research based. Um, uh, masters or uh, definitely a PhD, uh, you are in a different type of um, environment. You are not being judged by your grades anymore. Uh, or mm-hmm. very, very, very less often it was based on grades than based on your overall understanding of the subject and the innovations and um, the new perspectives that you can bring onto the table. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a different type of skill set that is being trained, right? Totally. Um, yeah. And I think also who else I would recommend maybe grad school is not the best place is people who need money to support a family, <laughs> not to go totally off track. Right. But I think it is very hard to live off of a graduate school stipend if yeah. you need to support more than one person, right? Totally. So those are real considerations for real people. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, yeah. I wish it was the case that students were paid more, but as of right now, in the United States at least, that's not the case. Right. Mm-hmm. And I what also about- feel... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, um, you know, people who prefer to work alone may not be the best fit for grad school because now there are more projects and, you know, uh, especially in, in the life science research world that are very interdisciplinary. That's and it's, true. It's no longer a one person game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like if you prefer to. Uh, have a nine to five job and just do it um, by yourself and check out. Uh, that might not be the best fit for you to to go to a grad program. This seems also very, um, I guess, discipline dependent and lab dependent. I definitely, I think my lab definitely worked very independently in a sense of. Uh, you go in, you do your project, you put in the hours, and then you go out. But then we definitely also had projects where we collaborated maybe with the the medical school or some other departments. And like you said, that seems to be a trend nowadays, right? Collaborative work. Uh, we're trending towards that. So 
being able to work well with people. Um, that's an important skill, even though the stereotypical picture of a researcher is like a lone person being in mm-hmm. a lab, you know, pipetting or something. Yeah, um, but but I feel like research or achieving a grad degree is more than just the research part, right? It's also about yeah. communicating your research and to uh, to to collaborate with others on project. Um, so, like like I feel like working alone may not be the best term more more probably is about like working on a very fixed scope like they mm. just it, like you can do it by yourself yeah but when you're working with people it can the scope can change right and yeah, yeah, yeah. quite a bit so exactly sure. mm-hmm. yeah. and what about what about i think this is such a cliche word but i have to say <sighs> it what about passion <laughs> yeah passion for a subject I, what do you I think that's, like... if someone doesn't have passion for a field or love for a field. Uh-huh. Do you think it's still, you know, I, I I can still see the value in going to grad school, even if they don't have love for the subject. But I feel like yeah. maybe this is one part where our, our thoughts kind of diverge. That's true. I, I don't think if you don't, especially for a PhD, like if you don't have the love for the subject, um, it's better to not do it. Or um, it's just going to be a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but that pain, like different people have the thre- different thresholds of the pain yeah. level, right? So I, I'm not saying like you can't success, um, but I feel like the rate of su- uh, succeeding is much lower. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, think, I don't know. What's, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I think at the, at the master's level, I think it's not as important. I mean, I think it's good if you have passion or interest in a subject or if you're just curious and want to learn more i feel like that is enough for a master's degree right and and i feel like at the phd level because it can be very painful if you don't have a strong reason to complete it i think that you 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 need something that can um, sustain you for that five years or four years or six years of the entire program and I think I have met I have friends who are in the lab 10 11 hours every day who enjoy it they mm-hmm. don't mind it and I would say like oh stop working yourself so hard and they're like no I, I like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I think it's definitely good if they have passion if they have love for the subject but I think you know this is so dependent if they're very close to finishing their degree, right? It's it's mm-hmm. a five-year PhD degree. They're at the four-year mark and there's one year left, but, you know, they're growing tired. But if you can find um, a reason like, okay, if I finish this, I can move to XYZ location and start my family and be able to provide for my family. And I feel like that's also a good reason, right? It, yeah. it just has to be something that it sustains you. You, because your love or passion for a subject that can magnify or minimize over time um it's not yeah. something that you can control right so if you can find multiple ways to sustain yourself throughout that journey i feel like that would work well um, yeah that's true like you can't deny the fact that it's a dynamic process moving yeah. forward you can't love everything you're doing every single day so you have to be oh, okay yeah. with some days where you might not feel like going into the lab some days right. right or other days you might can't wait to see what your results look like 
um, from the GC overnight. <laughs> so it is, yeah. it is, you know, it's not a constant straight line. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, we talked a whole lot in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> that was an easy like... episode to do. <laughs> I feel like we just have a lot to talk about on these type of subjects. Yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of good reflections. All right. So uh, is that a wrap? I think so. Okay. So you can find us on various podcast platforms. Uh, you can, uh, if you enjoy our episode, please uh, give us a five star. Uh, that helps us a lot. And you can also contact us at fihpodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>